Come on, pizza cake. Welcome to Games We Grew Up With, a podcast that relies on nostalgia and a geeky sensibility. Each episode, we'll talk about one of the video games that left an impression on us as kids, put on some rose-tinted glasses and reminisce about it, then replay the game and see how it's held up over the years. Let's weigh in and talk about Super Punch-Out for the Super Nintendo. I'm Chris. And I'm Katie. The judges have turned in their scorecards, so let's talk some games. Fight! No, wait. Might be wrong game. Uh... <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I don't know. I don't got a bell. I tried. Let's get ready to... Oh, that's copyrighted. We have to pay for that. <laughs> Let's fight some games. <laughs> I, I don't know. Or you do. Let's get ready to talk games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're still going to get sued. <laughs> <laughs> so, some of our, our very loyal, loyal listeners might notice... We're on a five or a zero, and we're not doing a Final Fantasy game. Uh, yeah. We we might have some uh, Echo the Dolphin uh, syndrome going on right now. <laughs> it's We are playing Final Fantasy VIII. It will come. I'm not going to lie to you all. The reason we started doing Final Fantasy so often is I really wanted to play seven, so we had to get through all of them to get to seven. And now that yeah. we've gotten to seven... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll get there eventually. We'll still get there. We want to play the game. We're it's just it's gonna it's not gonna be when we thought it was gonna be. But you're gonna get a bunch of other games in the meantime, so it'll still be fun. I also discovered that Ghost of Tsushima is a very fun game. Because of this, we I think there's a couple of non roses that are legitimately planned that we're gonna squeeze in there as well because we have some other games that can pop up because of this. I'm starting to play an old game that I think no one's heard of. So depending on if I can find out if anyone even has heard of this game before, I might do a non rose on it but we'll that'll be posted on social media at a letter date there we go we also went on vacation together well you should say which was fun and there might be some videos that come out of that so that'll be fun yes fully intended to play ff8 on vacation and then just didn't i played a little bit on vacation yeah i guess I played the triad game on vacation. Uh, that stupid card game. Oh, God, we both got sucked in. It's so bad. Spoilers. So Stupid cards. We definitely will have more episodes coming. Final Fantasy VIII will come at some point. We really appreciate everyone understanding that we're not getting to it right away, but it will be coming. Like I said, some other non-Rose episodes should be coming out in the meantime. Check out all social media. I, I am continuing to be active as much as possible on our Instagram and Facebooks in particular. Sorry to Twitter. I'm not really doing very much over there. But on our Instagram and Facebooks, we've been putting videos and posts. So check that out. We are being better with social media and streaming we we had kind of a lapse but check out the twitch channel twitch.tv slash gwgw show we try to be there we are definitely there every tuesday for coast to coast co-op and 
anytime we're playing games, you can kind of get a sneak peek on games that we're playing for future episodes. So check it out. Again, social media, pretty much everywhere. We're GWGW Show. Come chat with us. Come talk to us. Come watch us on stream. We love talking to y'all. It's always a good time. And I think on that note, it's time to get into our actual current episode. So we need to start with, of course, where we start almost every episode with our video game. Trope of the day! Trope of the yeah, day. Yeah, time, time, yeah. So, Chris, what is our video game trope of the day? Our trope of the day is timed moves slash timed attacks. Katie, what can you tell me about timed attacks? So we're going to say being a little loose on the definition of this, but in particular, this is when you as the player have to time when you're inputting your action into the game, and normally you get a bonus or a solid hit out of your timed action. So examples of this uh the first one we've talked about on the podcast was mario rpg where if you timed the hit you either got a bonus to your health you'd uh, hit harder when you timed it yeah. that way and this is you know timed attacks is also when we realized in final fantasy 7 there weren't timed attacks despite the fact that i kept trying to have a timed attack in my brain don't know why that was the Didn't that was the it. weirdest thing yeah because uh our i apparently our first rpg experience was mario rpg which had timed attacks and yeah, we just assumed everything had that. Which they don't. But other games that do are a lot of the spiritual successors to Mario RPG. We t- talked about how there aren't any direct sequels to Mario RPG, but Paper Mario is very similar in that same way. Mario and Luigi on the DS, those games, and they all have timed attacks as well. They almost require them. Yeah. Like if you don't do the timed attacks, then you can't beat the games, essentially. Yeah. The mario and luigi series yeah on ds that whole ds line if you don't do the timed attacks you're not gonna win yeah for sure funny enough despite final fantasy 7 not having timed attacks final fantasy 8 does uh only for squall for some reason but his his sword gun gun sword his gun sword, gun sword. His gun sword has a timed attack that you actually get a bonus for the amount of damage you do if you time it well. So that's kind of a funny little thing that came into Final Fantasy VIII. It was, I believe, in Final Fantasy II as well, but we don't talk about Final Fantasy II. So we. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, with Final Fantasy VIII, I literally set the auto on uh, the Switch yeah. to automatically do that because the timing was annoying. Yes. So it's it like, well quite obnoxious just do it yeah but so in our game of the episode for super punch out and for its predecessor punch out it's not so much a time attack does extra damage it's that's how you can hit them is you have to time it well you have to watch the patterns of the boxer you're fighting or of the surrounding crowd you're fighting if we're talking about the original punch out because it was like the flash would go off in the crowd right when they're vulnerable for attack yeah So the designer of Punch-Out, Wada, said, This is a great opportunity, so I have something I'd like to say. In Punch-Out, the game gives you a lot of hints about effective timing of punches. There's a big boxer called Bald Bull in the NES version, and a light flashes to the right in the audience when he charges. If you punch when it flashes, you will land a body blow. And he basically revealed this in 2009, 22 years after the game came out, which is hilarious. So we're tying this into also games like Assassin's Creed yeah. and and all those games where it's like they counterattack 
is the way to play, at least for me. Like, in Assassin's Creed and, and like, Dark Souls games, right? Like, parry and counter is is incredibly powerful. And that's how, for me at least, is a very key way to play so absolutely and and games like the yakuza games a couple of the later ones in particular like yakuza like a dragon it's not a attack that you're working on really it's the you can only perfect guard if you hit the action button at the exact right moment so it's a timed guard instead of a timed attack but it's that same idea of hitting at the very precise moment whether it's to counter or to block or to guard is a big benefit to your character so we're kind of we're kind of cheating and 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 what we're calling it like we could bit. have called it counterattack but yeah it's fine time to attack it's fine it's fine but yeah so that's that, that's it again in the boxing games it makes it in the boxing world counterattacks are very crucial so it's smart that the games took that into account but the timing is very finicky and a pain in the butt which is why it fits into the timing attack <laughs> yeah but that's why while it's a little bit finicky and we had to perfectly time our trope to perfectly time this game. And that's why it worked. And that's why Timed Attack is our video game trope of the day. Trope of the day! Oh! So, Chris, that leads us into our main segment. Tell me more about Super Punch-Out! for the Super Nintendo. So, Super Punch-Out! was developed from a whole lot of arcade games. Uh, The Punch-Out! cabinets. Super Punch-Out! was developed by Nintendo Research and Development number three, which is apparently a thing. Not anymore. Integrated Research and Development Division. That's what it's called now. That's, That's a very neat way to call that. Yeah. So it came out in 94 for the SNES, but was based on, as I said, an arcade game from 84. So there was a a whole bunch of different punch-outs that were kind of conglomerated together. So it's been re-released a lot. So it was released in 94, 95, 96, 98, and then 2009. Yeah, that was, I believe, on the Wii Virtual Store, and they've since yes. released it again for the Switch Virtual Store, so they <laughs> didn't have a date for that. I mean, that's that's fair. I mean, I like how Nintendo does that, where they release it again on all the other platforms. Yeah, and, and that's what, like... I, it was released not only at NES, but then they brought it back for the GameCube, and like they just kept bringing yeah. it back. It's kind of funny. This game is the closest arcade-to-home translation of Punch-Out! and Super Punch-Out! arcade versions. While Super Punch-Out! existed as an arcade game, the Super Punch-Out! that came out on the SNES was an amalgamation of like three different arcade units. Right. Like, it wasn't even like they remade the arcade game Super Punch-Out in an SNES. It's they remade that plus a Punch-Out plus another arcade game all into one <laughs> game. So it, it's an amalgamation of Punch-Outs. And this game had a marketing budget of three and a half million dollars? wild in the 90s. Like, what? Like, I mean, good, good for it. Like... I- I, I wish I knew how much they made because I'm curious. I mean, they must have made it back, but that's yeah. a big marketing budget. That's more than some games, just game budget. Probably more than yeah. this game's game budget. Let's not kid ourselves. No, exactly. Yeah. For for an SNES game. Absolutely. So, of course, we always like to discuss speedruns. There were two different categories of speedruns. The way the speedrun works for Super Punch-Out is the only times they count are the times of the actual 
fights. They don't count in between. Mm-hmm. So like the, the you don't have to worry about how long you like you don't have to skip through everything quickly. It's only the timings of the fight. So you add together your total time of each fight. So doing that the regular single segment way, the world record is two minutes twenty eight seconds and seventy nine milliseconds. <laughs> and that was set ten months ago by Awesome Andy. So again, still a pretty lively community. The other big category is a blind single segment (laughs) playthrough. And so this is really interesting when it comes to those timed attacks of knowing the patterns that the player, that the opponent is going to use, listening to their audio cues, because the blindfolded segment is two minutes, 46 seconds and 40 milliseconds. It's only like 20 seconds longer than the non-blindfolded version. And that was set- Eight months ago by Cranklison. <laughs> I I love Wild. it. It's yeah. I mean, this Daredevil is the thing that I think of first with this. There's but... so many blind speed runs out there that make no sense to me. Because why? Yeah. <laughs> why are you doing this to yourself? <laughs> but the the well the the blind thing for this makes sense and is super impressive. It's super impressive. So some more fun facts about the game. Super Punch-Out for the SNES has the largest roster of unique opponents having 16 different boxers in its lineup. I was going to say, as opposed to other punch-outs, yeah. Yeah, as opposed to other punch-outs, yes. This is the most of any punch-out. There's also a bit of a controversy for this game because the hero the lead of punch out is lil mac of course Mm -hmm. except some people believe that the lead of super punch out isn't lil mac which is why yeah but so specifically the one of the main developers of punch out for the wii so the the wii sequel to the game it actually is supposed to take place after the original punch out but before super punch out in the timeline in, in of the, Punch Out. Yeah, I was gonna say in the Punch Out timeline, which is a thing apparently. He says that Super Punch Out is not Lil Mac. Apparently his hair color's a bit wrong, he's too big, all that stuff. But Nintendo of North America and Europe have both said it is in fact Lil Mac when you look at their retrospectives and all they talk about it. And the history section of the Wii's official website also says it's Little Mac. Don't know why there's a fight, but there's a fight. Because some dude decided to put his head cannon into punch out of all places <laughs> so that's a fun little weird controversy around this game apparently this is kind of the uh duck hunt style thing that no one knew about in 2022 it was discovered that super punch out contains a code that unlocks a quote free play mode this mode allows a second player to control the opponent Kind of like how in, again, Duck Hunt, Hunt, you could move the duck. I think what? this is, I think, a, I think, I'm guessing it was, I think I was looking into it and it was like, it's a debugging thing. It was left in the game to oh, debug. okay. No one realized it till 2022. Yeah. Which is wild. <sighs> that's uh, debugging stuff that's in there. I mean, that's how cheat codes, that's what cheat codes are, right? Like, well, they were cheat codes the started as yeah. debugging tools. This is fascinating, and I love it. That's love it. so cool. And I'm mad that we didn't realize this until after we stopped playing. <laughs> we still can play. You can make producer. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> what were the reviews on this game? 
So there aren't a ton from back when the game originally came out. Again, in that era, you just didn't have a ton of different reviews. Game rankings had it as a total aggregated score of 84% at the time, but that was on three reviews. I don't know. Like, that's not really a big <laughs> aggregate when it's on three reviews. Super Punch-Out was called out specifically as a good thing for not trying to be realistic. They really liked that they kept the core cartoony feel of it because they're like, people aren't trying to play the game to be a realistic game. They're just trying to have fun. And so a lot of reviewers really enjoyed the fact that they didn't keep it realistic, which is kind of funny. And for how simple the controls were in the grand scheme of things. Uh, In 1997, Electronic Gaming Monthly ranked it as the 56th best console video game of all time, which is kind of fascinating. So not three years after the game came out. Top 100. Three years after, I think a lot of games <laughs> were played. To but at the time, it was acknowledged. They basically explained that they, because they put Super Punch-Out instead of the original Punch-Out on this list, and they basically explained that the SNES version has is larger, it's better animated, better controls, and a, as they call it, near-perfect learning curve. We have our thoughts on that uh, that will come out Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, so in 2018, Complex rated the game number 18 on their best Super Nintendo games of all time. So there's that, I guess. I I think it's a standout among Super Nintendo games for sure. I, I think it is, yeah. With all that said, it's time to go back to the past, back to before we had a chance to play the game in recent history and get very angry. So let's play that Chiacarina of time, go back to the past, and get our rose tinted thoughts of the game. Yay! Every time. <laughs> it's so good. So good. And that music means we are back in the past, back before we had a chance to play this game in the modern era. So, Chris, tell me, what do you remember about Super Punch Out? I remember once I remembered what version of this we played, <laughs> mostly because I think this was, as we've said before, another babysitter game. Babysitter game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they had a SNES yeah. and a ton of games. So for me, the reason I remembered it was the, or figured out, I wouldn't even say remembered that it was the SNES version was because it wasn't Little Joe as in like his whole figure was seen. It was slightly transparent. Or the, your character was slightly transparent. Right. You could see through him, which is the SNES version because the processing power was strong enough that they could do the slightly <laughs> transparent version. Whereas on the NES version, that was the whole reason they made him small was because you couldn't see through. It wasn't a strong enough processor to have a transparent version kind of thing. Right. So that's how I figured out it was the SNES version I had played. So, and and I cheated a little bit and looked up the, the bosses, oh, at cheater. least a couple, because I remembered, no, the one that I remembered was Gabby J, okay. the old man. Oh, okay, okay. And okay. I was like, where was Gabby J? He was in Super Punch-Out. And he was the, the old guy that was like, yay. That's all he said. He got really excited, and then you you just beat him up. He was he was the first boss to play the game. I was saying, he's really early, which game. is another reason you remember, because we didn't get very far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it, for me, it's one of those, like, I remember that, but a lot of the, like, well-known stuff I know about the Punch-Out series comes from, I think, just existing online and being a gamer, obviously, as we've talked about in other episodes. Yeah. of the Mike Tyson's punch out versus the punch out and how that was a big deal and 
like the little the reason you what is your main character's name it's little joe something i i don't even remember that he's got that seems yep that that sounds right he's got he's got green gloves yeah i think that's all i remember you know and i like knowing that like the reason the character the sprite was really small was Mm -hmm. because that's all because they had a this was originally a arcade game arcade game yeah and in that one it was like a i want to say a wireframe or something that you would see the character your character through so you could see the other characters that makes sense but they you know that didn't process it didn't look good so they didn't like that moving to the console but also just the you couldn't at the time snes as i said didn't have enough power to do that kind of transparency so instead they just made the character really small but that's so funny because it ended up being the character storyline of like that's you had to prove yourself because you were small and mighty and like and that's why all the characters like towered over you in that game and that was so (laughs) so funny that that was a very clever way of taking a limited of the system and flipping it on its head and saying well no it's storyline now it it, it's a boxing game like it's it's an early version of a fighter before i really like so i was trying to i was talking to producer kyle about this and i was like i guess we categorize it as a fighter like a fighting game yeah but like it's it's a boxing game like that has its own genre kind of sort of but not but you think about it you have a health bar your opponent has a health bar you beat them till their health bar is down like it's not a like 2d fighter like you know street fighter and you know mortal Kombat were back in the day but it's essentially just a fighter it is Uh, i remember there was different types of you know strikes there was a jab there was yeah the the uppercut there was the hook. All of those were important because I, there was the one big jabbed. fat guy. There was the big fat guy where if you hit him in the stomach, he would just laugh at you. <laughs> yeah. And do like the like weird noise and stick out his tongue. I think that's this game. Yes to that sound effect. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, I, I don't know how to describe it. No, I know exactly uh, what you're talking about, like, but it was just funny to hear that. Yeah, you had to hit him in the face instead of this. You had to do like a high jab or uppercut instead of just a jab into the the body yeah and you could dodge that was important when you got knocked down you had to like mash the shoulder buttons yeah to get get back back up up. that's how you beat the count yeah no i mean it is a boxing game you could be knocked down three times before it was a tko i don't know what actual boxing rules are yeah The actual boxing rules is it's when the ref decides that it's too far, so it can be more than three times. But whatever. Yeah, because there was n- there was a difference between knockdowns and knockouts. Yes, of course. Which is which is a real thing. This yeah. is a real thing. No, and I think it's it's funny because it it was definitely my first exposure to boxing was these games. Well, of course, because we were like five. Well, yes, I know. But what I'm saying, <laughs> I what I'm pointing out is later in life, I you know I watch actual boxing and I love the Rocky franchise and like mm-hmm. you know. Like, it, it's not something that I, this is the only exposure to boxing I've had. It's just the earliest is my point. Because I enjoy the sport. That's fair. And we've gone to a live boxing match. Like, like I enjoy the sport, and this is the earliest exposure I had of it. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I literally only remember getting through, like, three levels, Oh, I'm, maybe. I can't imagine I got through more than two. Yeah, like, I, I know through, again, cultural osmosis that, like, Mike Tyson... Is impossible. ...is the final boss, yeah, in, in the... Nez version, not the in, Snez. In the Mike Tyson's Punch Out, which is yeah. an, an adaptation of the pump of Punch Out, 
which doesn't yeah. have him in it, which is, he's just added as a final. I think they add like one or two extra boss. I know he didn't agree to continue to being part of the game franchise. That's why Super Punch-Out is Super Punch-Out, not Super Mike Tyson's Punch-Out or Mike Tyson's Super Punch-Out, depending on how you want to look at it. I really think we played Super Punch-Out no, we on, did. on the we, SNES. Yeah. We definitely played Super Punch-Out because we didn't have Mike Tyson. And like I said, we had the see-through player. So, I'm, And this is the where my memories are. I don't think I knew about any of the like quirks of each fighter of like, like you were saying, the one fighter that if you punch him in the stomach, nothing happens. You have to like work around that. I don't remember knowing that. And I probably just kept hitting him and just being like, why isn't this working? <laughs> like I, I was not intelligent enough to figure it out. Was there a Jamaican guy that did like a spin punch? That sounds that correct, a, but that also that sounds like thing? another racist fighting game possibility. So I don't know. <laughs> I mean, this was this was the SNES in the early '90s, so yeah, it, I, it's because there were possible. there were there were specials. I don't know. This is part of this is being tainted by one of our our friends on Twitch well, was streaming. But he's streamed what? Mike Tyson's. Yeah, he streamed the original one. Yeah, but I think each each fighter did have like a theme. So like yeah. they had a special move. They definitely had a theme. So that that was still part of Super Punch Out. I just don't remember a lot of the specifics of it. Yeah. Because again, I agree with you. I don't think I got beyond like one or two. Yeah. I I can't wait to be incredibly frustrated by this game. Oh, very. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember a ton about this game other than playing it. Because, again, I don't think I got very far. I probably did the training rounds, if anything. Button yeah. masher. I, I don't think you could play this game as a button masher. I don't think that would work. I just don't think you can get very far. Oh, you well, yeah, okay, like, fair. didn't go very far. <laughs> I'm assuming it's because you were young, Katie. I'm not calling you bad. I'm calling you young when you played this game. Yeah, valid. I also think, you know, I was bad, but you know. <laughs> I was trying to give you the benefit of the doubt there. No, it's fine. I accept who I am. It'll be really interesting because I think a lot of arcade elements were still in this game. It's, it's those early console games that, especially again these again very much like fighters that were console game that were arcade games turned to console games they have yeah. so many elements that they just are artifacts of them having been an arcade game and that's going to be I really mean, that's, interesting that's, that's just nintendo games in general well, yes <laughs> but in this case it's like there's i think you know because it's an a console game there's unlimited lives you just have to keep hitting continue that is I, true I don't think you have to start. I might be wrong. You might have to start at the beginning if you lose. I just don't think that's true in this game. I just think I still gave up. Ooh, I don't remember that. Mm, see, here's where we're not sure. We'll anyway. have to find out. I see. I don't know if there were codes to enter this game. See, this is this is because I don't. We definitely didn't use them if there were. Because I always start at the beginning because I wasn't good anyway. At, after all of that, and we're we're very much on the fence on what we know and what we don't know and which game we played. Kind of like Mega Man, honestly. I was gonna say this reminds me a lot of Mega Man. Of like, I don't know which in the franchise I'm thinking of. I know I'm thinking of the same franchise. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we're picking the right game. No, I'm ninety percent sure this is the game we played at the babysitters that doesn't yeah, mean that true. cultural osmosis has not affected my memories yeah that's fair so we'll find so, out so what is yeah what is what is your rose tinted score on I this mean, game i 
it, the funny thing, I agree with Lisa that I don't think button mashing gets you very far, which probably means I got really frustrated with this game. So I have to give it like a six. I don't think there was, I didn't feel like there was very much to this game. It was just something different to play as opposed to something I looked forward to playing. I'll, I'll put it that way. What about you? What's your rose tinted score for this? Yeah, I'm a six as well, just because I think I was, you, you know, not very good at the subtleties of the game that yeah. would make this you know playable <laughs> so what is your uh, projected score i mean it's gonna be a five it's oh gonna- no I, it, it has to go down because like i'm gonna i i'm not a less frustrated gamer as an adult <laughs> I, I still no. have no patience whatsoever <laughs> so i'm gonna be realistic it, it's five i'm gonna get real angry I'm, i definitely think i am gonna cheat in the sense of i'm gonna look up the little nuances of like how to beat a character but i think that's okay because that's I a be find to, find a guide yeah but will i be able to execute those nuances <laughs> We'll find you out. Liked, you liked Soul Calibur? Yeah, that's different. I don't know. You didn't have to have like little tricks of the trade to beat Soul Calibur. You could just be good at your character. Uh, I guess. I don't Maybe. know. I don't know. Maybe I am. Maybe I will be better at this game because I, I, I did play a lot of fighters since then and I really enjoy fighters. So maybe I will be better at this game than I think. Not going to believe it, but you know, we'll see. <laughs> what about you, Chris? What What's your predicted score for Super Punch-Out? I'm going to give it a seven. I think you're, you're kind of right. It's going to be annoying. It's going to be <laughs> frustrating. It In my brain, it seems like it, looking back, seems like a very Twitch gaming type. Yeah. Like, the timing is going to be incredibly precise. And those old controllers, even those controllers are not going to be very good. Like, oh, no. just, it was built for someone that was very good at playing video games, aka the developers who played it all the time. Right, not us. <laughs> so, I, I'm going to give it a seven, because I think it's going to be interesting, okay. but, oh God, yeah. It's, it's going to go badly. So, yeah. so, in summary, Chris has given a rose score of six, and I've also given it a six as my rose score, and for predicted scores, I am dropping it to a five. Chris is being nice and giving it up to a seven, so we'll see how that turns out, and we'll see if our memories are just completely wrong and we played punch out all along but let's find out so let's play that chi ocarina of time go back to the present where we've had a chance to play the game again and figure out what we were doing and see how we felt about it yay all right we are back from the past we have now played super punch out katie what can you tell me about the plot of super punch out there's no plot there's no plot it's just talk about super punch out i mean officially in this game little mac works his way up the new four circuits of the world video boxing association as the player proceeds through the game circuits the opponents will be a lot more varied in their skill set that's the summary of this game. In fairness, boxing in just the world is the dumbest thing ever yeah. because yeah. there's so many groups. But hey, we've got four circuits. I only made it through one and a quarter. I made because, it to one and uh, a half. Uh, I'm that. not very good at this game. I'm not either. So let's get into it. This game, if you're familiar with Punch-Out!, this game has a couple of very key differences from the original NES game. There are no rounds in this game in a traditional sense. In the yes. in Punch-Out!, there were rounds. In this game, there's one big round that is three-minute period. If you don't get a KO or a TKO, you get a TKO by knocking the opponent down three times. A KO... Mm-hmm. 
you get. <laughs> if you don't KO or TKO your opponent within the three minutes, you get a times up and then the match is automatically recorded as a loss for the player. Which I ran into. It doesn't matter how well you did. There's yeah. no scorecard winning in this game. It's KO or TKO or nothing for the player, which kind of... So annoying, because I ran into that in the second circuit. First guy. Yeah. Which, which did... I'm a counterpuncher, so when you try to counter, you run out of time constantly. That's yes. dumb. I hate it. So the time does stop whenever you or your opponent fall to the ground. So it's not a continuous three minutes. It does stop in those moments. But in general, it's it's about a three-minute clock. So how do you actually box in this game? <laughs> Let's put it that way. There are yeah. two main buttons that you're using. It's it's There's two buttons. There's left jab, right jab. And if you hold up on the controller... You go to the face. So if if your default is body blow, if you hold up, it's face punch. Yes. That's it, which is annoying, by the way. Yes. Typically, face punches do a little bit more damage. Yes. But there is blocking. The opponent can block you. Once you have hit your opponent enough times in a row without getting hit, you have a power meter that is powering up on the bottom. When that happens and that power meter is full, you can then use the A button. So I'm going to the A button versus Y and B buttons, which are your left and right punch. Why if you're left and right punch, then the A button is your powered up punch. So you can do either head shots or fast jabs to the head or big body shots slash an uppercut to the body if you hit down. Those are the powered up shots that if you're using A for. Don't know how you determine which hand you're using. I guess it just picks whichever one makes sense in that moment. For the special, yeah, it's just kind of it. it I think it defaults to to a right, I think a so, right I think roundhouse. Can, I think it does go the other hand if they're faced the correct direction. I don't know. So that's how those are the main moves you have. There is blocking and dodging in the game that's the defensive mechanisms of this game so you only can block headshots oh uh, you could block you could block yeah body, body blows shots, you... you you block by hitting back and not no no if you if you default the default is if you do nothing you it's... will block a body blow yes if you hit up you block your head yes if you hit up you block an uppercut if you duck you can also dodge an so uppercut. Right. Yeah, the the left and right is is dodging like head movement. I was I was never good at at blocking in this game. I no, was way better was terrible. at. Yeah, I was way better at dodging. There were who's the uh, third boss in the first circuit? Bald bull. Um, no, piston hurricane. Oh, piston hurricane. You are correct. Yeah, which which we should talk about the cavalcade of hilarious. Yes. So uh, characters. Getting into the characters. I guess that's a good intro into the characters. Yeah. Each character <laughs> has a little nuance to it. Again, this is the largest punch out roster they have. They have sixteen individual characters, many of whom are making their debut their debut. Many of whom are making debut. their debut in this game, but quite a few are coming from either the arcade or the earlier games. So yeah. the first person you fight is Gabby J. So Chris Yay. called that right in the Rose segment. <laughs> Yay. Gabby J is an old German man who so, has one one win. Is he German? I I thought so. For some reason, I thought Gabby J was German. Well, because Glass on. Glass Joe is French. 
Oh no, Gabby J is French. Damn. Sorry. Okay. Gabby J is your first opponent. He was apparently, and this is in, in Punch-Out lore, Gabby J was trained by Glass Joe, which was in the original Punch-Out, and Gabby J's only win because they give you a win. Gabby J is one in 99. His only win is against Glass Joe. I love that little nuance. <laughs> it's so bad. And he's, I said, we say old man, he's like 56. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the, old... the ages are so weird. All of their stats are ridiculous because he's like 56. He looks like he's 70. He's supposed to be like 5'8 and 110 pounds, which is just not. No, he's yeah. he like rail thin. Your character is like 5'7 and like one like 115 or like 120. Like you also are inaccurate in your look. Like, yeah. It's crazy. But he just says, yay. Yay. That's, that's all I could think of. He is meant to be your practice dummy, essentially. Yes. It, uh, yeah. That's 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 how you figure out how to play the game. And then Bear Hugger is next, Who which is I made the Canadian awkward, man. awkward noise yes. in, the, <laughs> in the rose segment, but which I will not repeat. He's a Canadian lumberjack who, you were correct, he is the one you can only have headshots for. Body blows do nothing to him. It completely broke how this game works. If I could say that, like yeah. it's going between headshots and body blows is a big deal. But when literally your second opponent, you can't hit him in the body is terrible, terrible game development. And that's why I will say comment of it's a perfect learning curve, like incorrect, sir. Yeah. This is no. not helpful. And, and interestingly, if I feel like if Gabby J could be defeated with only body blows, it would almost uh -huh. make sense of oh, you didn't need to know how to do a headshot, so Bear Hugger is teaching you how to do a headshot. But, like, that's not what the case... That's not the case. Gabby J will block you on body blows. So it doesn't make sense. He also has a really annoying, like, head smash move, which is... Yeah, that was, that was the thing. Like, you can't do body blows, and if you go up high, he'll automatically block and do the, like, head smash yeah, that you have to duck from. Like, yes. it's the second... The second boss, they're all bosses in this yeah. game. So the second level is just so completely different. It's, this is not how a, a difficulty curve should work. Yeah. Like. And especially with, yeah, how in the arcade version, you could hit Bear Hugger in the stomach if you timed it when he was taunting you to hit his face. It was like the one time his stomach wow. was vulnerable, so it was to teach you to watch their movements and watch their taunts and stuff, and they, that's not in the SNES version. <laughs> you can't hit him yeah. in the stomach ever. It's it's such a weird progression, yeah. because then you get to the, the third boss, Piston, Piston Hur Hurricane, who has insta-kill, right? Yes. Like, I, I think he no. tells you. No, 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 that's, you're thinking the bull. So Piston Hurricane has the crazy uh, footwork where he can hit you like six or seven times in a row because he's moving constantly. Oh, okay yeah, that's butt. the one. That's the one where you have to go, you have to, down, you have up, to block down up. down, up, down, up, down, up. Like, so that was, that was, so I could see where the progression of 
Well, other than that stupid. that one really taught you how to block as opposed to just dodge. Because you couldn't It did. Bl- Which should have been the... It should have been the second one. So interestingly, he is the second fighter in the original arcade game. That makes a lot more sense because that's that's a good progression of now you know how to block and then throw in Bear Hugger as a weird wild card. Yeah, it's it's annoying. But that's how it works. Yeah. It's very fast too, which is annoying. That is true. And then you get uh, as the last one. I don't have it up. Bald Bull. Then you get Bald Bull, who is actually kind of, you know, more robust boxer. He's got patterns. You have to deal with it. He's got the annoying counter. Not even a counter. No, no, It's His special move can knock you out instantly, which we, yeah. we've alluded to. Like, you've got a health meter, right? Yes. And the opponent has a health meter. And if you're either health meter gets all the way down through whatever blows it's a knockdown and then you get up there's a count like in boxing typically if you knock down or get knocked down three times it's a tko technical knockout yeah so yeah that's that's typically the goal as we've said we haven't figured out you could technically knock out someone yeah i think to knock someone out you need to take the last bit of their health bar using the powered up attack of A, possibly just a headshot as your final hit on them. And that that's how I, I think I consistently got like two or three knockouts by doing that. No, oh, I think I only got one all the times that I played. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I made a conscious effort to try to do it so I could get the knockout. That's why I kind of know. Like I started consciously yeah, trying fair. to do that. So I think Bald Bull was, A, a pain in the butt, and both Chris and I got very angry fighting him. I finally beat him literally about 30 minutes before we recorded this. But B, he actually has been in a bunch of games. This is not his, he's not one of the characters who made his debut in Super Punch-Out, because he was in the original Punch-Out arcade game. Then he was in arm wrestling as Mask X. Hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. He showed up in Mike Tyson's Punch-Out slash the original Punch-Out, and then he shows up in Super Punch-Out. So, like, he was around. He's made his circuit, and he's a pain in the absolute butt. And then he also had, you know, palette swaps, because this game loves palette swaps of other bosses, because it's a Super Nintendo game. Yeah. So... So yeah, so he's the final fighter in the minor circuit, which is the first circuit you compete in. He was a pain in the butt that Chris and I were only able to beat because we save scummed. Yes, just a little bit. I just restarted a lot. (laughs) That's how I handled it. Yeah, that's the first circuit. Then we get into the, that's the minor circuit. Then we get into the major circuit. And this is where the um, stereotypes start appearing. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Because the first person you fight in the major circuit is a man from Jamaica named Bob Charlie. Bob Charlie. And he has dreads, and he's definitely supposed to be Bob Marley. Yes. Also, uh, when he beats you, he uses the Gabby J yay. Does he? (laughs) Yes. If if you're knocked out by, by Bob Charlie, he'll just go, yay. It was like, what? What? Yeah. 
So he's he's from Kingston, Jamaica. His power up because every fighter has like a super attack. So like we talked about yes. the, the the raging bull like running at you. For Bob mm-hmm. Charlie, he does like spinning fists. Yeah, it's it's super interesting. He like spins around it. Essentially, it's just an uppercut with timing. Like, yes, but he same spins. thing with yeah. I mean, like Gabby J has one where he does he like come on, come on. Oh, that's true. Same thing with Bear Hugger. With Bear Hugger, where he does the like, he actually has a special attack. Yeah, because he smashes like, your other head. Other than the yeah, not the smash head thing, oh, he, where he, he actually stands the, back. Yeah, 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 he does do this. So it's it's all patterns, and everyone like uh, there's um stand by. Who's the Bruce Lee? No, he's he's Dragon Chan. Yeah, they're. He's next because I got to... Dra- so I beat Bob Charlie and then I got to Dragon Chan who is blatantly just Bruce Lee and <laughs> he was a pain in the butt in general. His special attack was like wrestling style where he mm-hmm. jumped from top rope to top rope and then he kicks you in the head. That's not how nah, boxing works. That's you, you can't kick in boxing. This is where Why the, would you do that? The, the computer is a dirty cheater comes back into play because apparently a later character right. has a stick that he uses and someone else uses like elbows. <laughs> There's a lot of cheating that comes in the later characters. But that was the first time I saw him. He just literally just kicks you in the head. And I was like, are you joking? Yeah. The one thing with Bob Charlie to connect the timing attacks, the hints the computer gives you, and the racism is that this game oftentimes has uh, the corner will shout something to the opponent, Uh, and that'll give you clues about what's going to happen. Useless. And with Bob Charlie, just before he does his spinning thing, it goes, Bob, time to shuck and jive. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it definitely does. Yeah. So... They, you can definitely clue on what's about to happen based on them calling things out, especially when they do it in a super racist and caricature way. I had to laugh. His his description, because they talk to you in the like fight card where it gives all their stats before you fight them. They have a little like saying of like, you're going to fight me like, welcome to wherever I'm fighting. And his was like, can you feel the rhythm of the yeah, fight? Feel like, the oh, rhythm. God, yeah. Darn it. I, I think I said that. It's like, feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme. Get on up, it's bobsled time! It's bobsled time! Uh, we're definitely not racist. Definitely not racist. So we're getting into the into the racism. So this is where I could not I couldn't get more than like five hits on Dragon Chan. It was bad. Yeah. After him comes, of course, a luchador, mas- masked muscle. Because, of course, there was going to be a luchador coming in. Then Mr. Sandman, who came in the earlier games previously, he is the end of the major circuit. He's just a big boy. He's just a big boy. (laughs) I don't know. His special attack is Razor Upcut, which he just apparently wails on you. Yeah. We we were not very good at this game. No, we weren't. But... But but what's in the world circuit? Who's the first world circuit? Aaron Ryan! Ah! Oh my god! Oh my god, his hair. He has like the douchiest like faux hawk in the later games. It's a mullet in the earlier ones. Also, uh, not definitely not a Nazi thing. It's definitely not Aryan. No, definitely yeah, not. Yeah, definitely not a white supremacist. It's, I mean, it's that's okay, the point, he's right? Irish. Like, he's, he's a. Oh, that makes it even more confusing. <laughs> I, I don't have what? answers. Oh, he's from Dublin. He's a palette swap of Piston Hurricane. Oh. This is so confusing. What are you doing, Nintendo? I don't understand. Okay, You're so being racist in a weird way. After him cause, comes Hike Kagero, who's a kabuki actor. 
What? Oh, that is a terrible. Oh, that oh, is a that is not a good sprite. Sorry, this, no. this is clearly we're we're seeing these things for the first time. Oh, that's not good. That's <laughs> that's a that is that is a problematic sprite. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, this, this is great podcasting material. He's a stand-in as a standard Bishonen. Yes. <laughs> and the uh, spiritual successor of Great Tiger, who's the racist Indian guy from the first game. Oh, golly. <laughs> okay, but, Neat. but but after him just comes Mad Clown, who's an Italian clown. <laughs> uh, which is clearly a reskin of Bear Hugger. Yes, like, he's just a look clown. at look at look at his sprite. It's just Bear Hugger dressed up as a clown. He's still, yeah. <laughs> he still has the overalls and everything. They didn't yes, even take the does. overalls. But he has a shirt uh, unlike Bear Hugger. Oh, uh, this is fun because we're we're getting this is games we grew up with as we're going through the Wikipedia pages. Mid then, mid episode. Then the the final member of the world circuit is Super Macho Man. Uh is it Hulk Hogan? No, he's an American dude. But which you know Hulk uh, Hogan, but he's an older American dude because he's like oh no, I say older because he has gray hair. He's twenty seven. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he's 28 who's, by Super Punch-Out. Who's, who's the youngest? Oh, God. No, you're the youngest person here. Yes. Where's your gray hair? I, I do have gray hair. It was very upsetting. Uh, this morning I was looking you're... at it. It was like, oh, God, I have so much gray hair. But the funny part about it, Super Macho Man is I think he's supposed to be like super, super tan because he's from L.A. So it's like they made it like, oh, God, like yeah. bad tan, which, yes. Uh... <laughs> So that, that completes our world circuit, and then the special circuit somehow is beyond the world circuit. But we haven't left the racism behind. Don't you worry. The first I person- mean, it's it's Nintendo, so of yeah. course not. The, the first person you find in the special circuit is Narcissus Prince? Like, Narcissus? That's... Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds like a Final Fantasy villain. Yeah, Narcissus Prince, because he's a British Ivy Leaguer. <laughs> that what? No! Yeah, I mean, he, he came to the States and went to the Ivy League. Unsurprisingly, his first name is a play on Narcissist. <laughs> ha ha, who would have thought? Oh, and he's one of two boxers in the game to not have a palette swap. Uh, oh my god, and then we're going on to the next one. Which was the other guy who doesn't have a palette swap. Hoi Quarlau. Oh, the most racist Japanese old man And he's caricature. the one who has a staff that he smacks you with, and he's Chinese, excuse you. Oh, all right. Now I'm the racist person. Because he's, he's from Beijing. Against your own people. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then the the final two fighters, I think, are brothers. They're considered the secondary and primary antagonists. They're Rick Bruiser and Nick Bruiser. They just look like thumbs. Yeah, they do. It's fine it's all boxers we've got off the rails we have the the point is there's a lot there's 16 boxers here we got through six at most yeah and by got through i mean got two did not beat the sixth one no <laughs> i was i was having fun until bald bull yeah well even then all right so honestly i, I really enjoyed this game as much as it pissed me off because it, uh, everything was patterns like i have notes like with bald bull 
he would do the head duck thing. Yeah. And you knew he was either going to do a right uppercut or four left jabs and then an uppercut. Like, you could find those patterns. Yeah. And it was mostly like, I was mad that I didn't recognize those things. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I legitimately enjoyed playing this game. I think your, your problem was you were so focused on trying to get the counterpunch that you got hit yes. a lot more often, where I just was like, nope, I'm just going to avoid them and wait and hit them at other times, which is why I think I managed to beat Bald Bull before you, because I just avoided him <laughs> as much as possible. But I, I was I, legitimately about to say, I thought you were doing poorly because you just YOLO'd and just punched away. No, no, I actually... <laughs> I was trying to be like careful with how I was punching him because he was such a pain. Because <laughs> this is a game, button mashing does not work in this game. You really can't. But I bring it up as I think that's why I really struggled against Dragon Chan because you need to counter him. And I just couldn't. I just yeah, couldn't counter it's... him. I just want to note, by the way, Chris says, I really enjoyed this game. Go watch the VOD and watch him nearly break his controllers <laughs> as he is beating no, every I... part of life and screaming. I know. It's. It. It's so weird because I really, I really liked playing and I was so pissed at this game at the same time. I see a so video in our future. <laughs> So very angry. Check out the VODs on twitch.tv slash show. Yeah, to save scum after two knockdowns, Chris. Uh, it, it's a poor decision. <laughs> well, really, it was, to, it was to save scum right before Bald Bull does his, like, triple combo yeah. of instant knockdown. Bull charge. Yeah. So yeah. I, the way I did it was you were trying to get to the game over before you hit restart on that first, not the first playthrough, on that one big playthrough mm -hmm. you did. I knew that wasn't going to work for me. So what I started doing was I would reset as soon as they knocked me down. If it was too early, if I felt like I hadn't done enough to them and they get a knockdown on me, I'm like, nope, reset. Mm. Immediately restarting the fight. So I was like, nope, yeah. not worth it. Nope, not worth it. And so I think I ended up fighting way more times because that because I just did multiple over and over and over and over and over again. And I'd get like three punches in and get hit badly and be like, nope, reset. Nope, reset. Which means I would never, never make it work without save scumming. Right. But, you know, I, I, I actually did enjoy it too. I, get, I agree with you. I, the, the patterns, finding the patterns was nice. And it was satisfying when you could avoid all of the hits. And you're like, yes, yes, yes. And then a random would hit me and I'd get really angry. Uh, Producer Kyle was very much enjoying. We had you streaming and I was playing at the same time and oh that's right both of us get very very angry at the same time both was fighting. both fighting bald bull <laughs> producer kyle very much had some schadenfreude enjoying our misery we could add some counters of just me going oh no oh oh come on no no like the number of times I just screamed out, no. Yeah, no. The number of times I yelled, no, I dodged that. And that's one thing I actually, <laughs> I, I got very frustrated because, and this might be because we were playing on the SNES Classic. So it's not the original system, but yes. I don't think the controllers were that significantly different. And I would struggle, especially like, for example, for Bear Hugger. I know I was hitting the up button and it'd be like body shot. I'm like, no, no. I had up yeah. hit. It should be a headshot. And so that was very frustrating the, how imprecise some Sometimes it would get. But yeah. That's those games back then. It happened. But when it, yeah. the game needed you to be precise, it made it even worse. Yeah. I mean, that's why I liked this game, though. You needed the precision. I don't know. It, it felt. This is weird because uh, we've talked about speed running, you know, Mario, stuff like that, yeah. where you need to be super precise. This just felt more cathartic 
to be able to, oh, I, I hit the timing and I could counterpunch yeah. or something like that. To me, maybe because I'm a savage. <laughs> I, think, I think in this game it was you had instant gratification when you hit those exact precise moments yeah. versus the like Super Mario, you have to, you know it in your head, but there's nothing in the game that shows you you hit it exactly perfect, you know? Yeah, again, it's not because we're, be done that way. We're, we're savages. And if you hit the timing right, you punch someone in the face. I mean, yeah. So. <laughs> we're we're I, 45 episodes into this podcast. No one is surprised <laughs> let's, let's, let's just go to scores because we've, we've kind of talked about how we feel. Yeah. What, what is your final score for this game? I'm actually going to give us a six, which sounds low, but it's higher than I predicted. So. That's fair. So I'm going to give it a six out of 10. Was it a great in-depth game that I didn't get for, like that I enjoyed thoroughly all the time? No. Did I enjoy a good chunk of it? Yes. Do I want to keep playing? Actually, yeah, I kind of want to go back and keep playing because I want to see if I can beat those later bosses. I want to see if I can yeah. improve my skill set and get better. Am I going to do it all the time? No, because I might break our Sniz mini if I do. <laughs> You know, I'm realistic about things. What about you, Chris? What's your final score for the game? Pretty much all the things you said, but I'm going to give it an eight because I I legitimately, as much as I was pissed at this game, and as producer Kyle said, I literally threw down my controller at least a couple times. You had an it anger was break a, instead of a pee break. I had, I had an anger break. <laughs> But like not like not like the platformers where the mechanics were bad. It was I wasn't good enough and I need to get better. Like it was it, it, does that make sense? Like I I can see why you felt that way. I think some of the mechanics were a little bit rough at times, but I know what you mean. I think it is, but it it didn't feel that way necessarily. Like I never felt like the mechanics of the game were holding me back. I felt like Fair I just wasn't and, and I don't know if that's true or not, but I but that's, I that's kind of what's more important is how it felt to you. If you didn't yeah. feel like the mechanics were holding you back, it doesn't matter if they were or not. No. I legitimately enjoyed playing it as much as I was pissed at it constantly. I'm, I'm shocked by like, that score. I'm not going to lie. I, I know. I know. It's so weird. This is this might be one of the weirdest scores that I've given in this entire podcast. I won't disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I I really liked it. Like the the variety of of characters is fun. The mechanics are fairly straightforward. I disliked not being able to uppercut outside of special. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was my only thing where it's like you could only do essentially like left, right, jab, high, low. You couldn't do like a hook or an uppercut. But so that's one thing I think that's where the mechanics really I struggle with was how quickly they you did... lost the power up if you got hit. Like you lose so much that's of your power true. up when you get hit. That is true. Also very quickly, this is on the learning curve side of things, the mm -hmm. amount of damage that some of these fighters can do to you very oh, early yeah. on felt very unfair because you barely did any damage and they could wreck half of your health with one hit. That sucked. That and is one true. regular hit, not even a powered up hit. Like, that was frustrating. But hey, people like Dark Souls games, I know. I've heard. I can't, I can't. <laughs> I 
get so I angry. Know, this this is this is weird because again, I've I've always said that I hate games that are hard for the sake of being hard. I I weirdly liked playing this game. I don't think it's hard for the sake of being hard. It's in not a pure sense, but it just it's yeah. Not I mean, you have your opinions. You could be wrong, this, but you have your opinions. <laughs> this is one of the most bizarre playthroughs that we've gone through because I liked this game so that is, much. That is wild. I I don't understand. Even if I was so mad at it. I'm I'm not gonna question it because there's no reason to at this point because you're That's you're, that's how this that's how this podcast works. <laughs> So, on that note, Chris's final score was an 8 out of 10 after he yes. gave it a rose score of a 6 out of 10 and a predicted score of a 7 out of 10. My final score was a 6 out of 10 after a rose score of a 6 out of 10 and a predicted score of a 5 out of 10. So, Chris weirdly really loved this game, so you might be seeing it on the I podcast again. can't understand it, but maybe, probably not, because we've got stuff to do. We always say, should you play it or not? If you have a chance to play it, it's a classic. Go play the game. It's fun. It's on the SNES classic. Yeah. Don't Don't break break your. Yeah. Don't throw it down. Just it's going to be a frustrating game. But yeah, as I alluded to in the opening of this episode, I'm going to probably try to do a a non rose episode of the original punch out because producer Kyle and I got it for our NES. So I'm going to play the original on the NES and see how that badly goes. It's probably more of a non rose episode. So look forward to that sometime in the near future. That should be a lot of fun. But in general, our next episode is going to be... F-Zero, another Super Nintendo game, but that's what we have to work with. So, we were inspired by the start of the F-1 season again. Hey! Because F-Zero is less than F-1. That's how that works. That means it's better than F-1. Yep. So look forward to that. Again, you'll see us streaming some F-Zero over on the Twitch channel, GWGW Show. We'll have some social media stuff around it. You'll hopefully see clips from us playing this game on our social media as well, GWGW Show on Facebook and Instagram, on YouTube. I'm eventually going to upload stuff, some of this stuff to YouTube. (laughs) Working on it. But uh, check it out. Again, we love hearing from you all. It's so great interacting with everyone. Thank you for understanding we're moving games around and, again, trying to figure it out because we want to keep getting episodes to you all. That just means we need to do a couple of shorter games in the meantime. Big thanks to all of our producers helping us stay on track, get all of our social media and all of our streaming stuff in line. We couldn't do it without you guys. Thank you for all the listeners. You guys are great. This is for you. And on that note, say goodbye, Chris. Goodbye, Chris! Yay! 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 One other nice thing with the uh, with, oh, with Bob I Charlie too. <laughs>